Cost We Make, the podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Fry, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ethan Carter. What is up, Vincent? How you doing, man? I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit a little bit craziness right now? I'll tell you what, I have two less teeth in my mouth. Oh no. Yeah, so I had so I broke a tooth. Okay, so <sighs> long, long, long story short. I broke a tooth. A cup about a year before COVID, mm-hmm. and I got a I got a filling done. They did a temporary and whatever, and then thinking during that you'd COVID, be able to go back at any time to yeah, basically right. at yeah. any time, yeah, right, exactly. Um, and then I broke another one actually last summer <sighs> during COVID. Um, apparently, all the acid reflux that caused my esophageal yeah, yeah. cancer. I was just gonna say, apparently, yeah. it just wrecked my teeth. That's what I learned from my dentists. Ugh. So they're like, well, you know what? You broke them both and they're not salvageable. So we could do implants. And I'm like, all right, cool. So basically they yanked two teeth out of me <laughs> on Friday. Oh my gosh, buddy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I am a glutton for punishment. I know, seriously. <laughs> at one point, so I go into the I go into the oral surgeon and he goes, so uh, what do you want to do this week? I'm like, well, what can we do? Anything goes, but this, right? Now, right? <laughs> right? It's like, oh, do you want to have, have dinner? I don't know. He goes, he goes um, well, we can do a consultation and you can come back if you feel like you need to build up the courage to do it. We could do one tooth or we can do both of them. He goes, I'm not, uh, he goes, I'm not opposed to doing both of them. I would almost prefer to do both of them, but a lot of people feel like they need to build up the courage to do both of them. I'm like, let's do both of them then. Let's what do bandaid it. Right. And yeah. He goes, he goes, you, he goes, that's rare for someone to say, let's just pull two <laughs> teeth. I'm like, dude, I have no esophagus. I don't right, care right. about a dental right. visit. Like, this is yeah. nothing. This is amateur hour. Right, right. So, yeah. So, Friday was basically a lost day. And then Saturday and Sunday, on and off, I was exhausted in pain. Not, But I think today, for the most part, except for like a couple of hours in the middle of the day, I feel mostly okay. And I was just really worried I wasn't going to be able to speak tonight. Hey, sound fine. Yeah, yeah, I would never have noticed. You know what's so uh, funny, Vincent? And I just because I always think about uh, Emily Joyce being like, "Oh, you guys get coffee." Like, I had no idea that that, that happened. <laughs> but it, but that's it goes, and because usually we, you know, we at least exchange like a Telegram message or mm-hmm. something on Instagram, and neither of us. But I like my life's crazy right now, and then you've got all that craziness going on. It's like we literally have not talked since last Monday, I don't think. This is our only chance to catch up. I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's so funny. It's hysterical. It's so <laughs> how funny. Was, how was your weekend? How's the pupper? Pupper's good. Pupper's good. Uh, yeah, much better after, uh, I think, last weekend. I was. I mean, last week I talked about the, you know, the emergency vet, and so that that got resolved, and uh, she's. I think she's she's growing like crazy. I mean, it, it is amazing how fast she's growing. She's going to be uh, auto-sized very soon. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, right now I can still pick her up when she's being a pill. Um, But (laughs) that's going to change. But yeah, no, she's awesome. uh, She's doing pretty good at night and during the day with crate training and stuff like that. So she's she's awesome. She's obviously my world right now. It's uh, pretty much everything that, you know, work and then her and then, well, Work, Bettina, and her. We'll put them even right now because yeah, yeah. yeah let's not. Time. Please, I already broke up one marriage. I don't yeah. need to break up another one. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, but yeah, it's it's it's. But it is. It's it is amazing how much uh, all encompassing it is, but in in such a good way. So yeah, oh, no, she's great. she's great. And but I even got I did a couple of projects this weekend, so that was fun. Well, that, 
That's very small awesome. ones, but you know what? Small ones, projects but... are still projects. Exactly, exactly. It did feel good. So yeah, you know who else got a probably got a few projects done this weekend? Way, probably way more than either of us. I yeah. guarantee you, way more than either of us. That is <laughs> that is pretty much a fact. So if you um if y'all listen weekly, and if you don't, I mean, we're not talking to you. No, I mean, we're literally not talking to you. We don't even like you. Um, but if you listen regularly, you heard a couple of a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned our guest on the show. And we talked about, I talked about how he does all these cool resin crafts and everything. And I just randomly decided, you know what? Why, instead of talking about him, let's actually talk, talk to, to him. him, right? <laughs> I mean, that, that's how we do. It's bad enough that we do a podcast before the podcast, but maybe we should actually start talking to people instead of about <laughs> them. Like, exactly. Just change it all up. So our guest this week is one of many international guests this month, by the way, I know, which I, crazy. again, I want to point out that people who said that we don't have enough international guests on this show, just want to point out how many we've had in the past few weeks and how many we have coming. So, well, and I also want to point out the fact that how amazing it is that they do this on our schedule too. Yeah. So. Wait till you hear, yeah. We're going to mention it in a second, but yeah. um, our guest this week is the one and only Steve McDonald. Hi, Steve. Hi, how are you? <laughs> very good. What's up, very Steve? good. Yeah, good. Thank you. Very well. Sorry to hear about your teeth. That's uh, uh, sounds you know, a bit painful. You yeah. know, it's it's again. I you ever go into something? It's horrible when you go into it. No doubt about it. But you expect it to be more horrible, so yeah, it's right. less horrible. You're like, man, it's not really that bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you expect nice. the worst, right? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of going into things that are horrible, so I asked Steve, I'm like, hey, I, we really want to have you on the podcast, but there's a, you know, obviously there's a time difference between the UK and the United States. And I'm like, so what, you know, can, what can we do about the time scale? Like, when can we work it out? He's like, oh, when do you record? I said, 8 p.m. on Monday. He's like, yeah, I could do that. I'm like, that's one in the morning your time. He's like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like exhausted at like 9.30 or 10 when we end. I'm like, I don't know. I can't. So I would yeah. be in bed. I'm in bed by three hours, about three hours by that time. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Coming Steve. on so late your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. Anything really to help spread the word about crafting and great support that the crafting community gets i think is is really important and supporting other people that you know are trying to enhance people's lives through crafting is really important so you, happy to do it you do a great you do a great job of being very you still you so i was saying before we started that i do a lot of resin stuff and i still learn stuff from your videos and you do a great job of your videos aren't like too basic and they aren't too advanced. You do strike a really good balance between teaching people how to get started with the crap, mostly resin. I mean, we'll talk about your other channel, mm -hmm. but most of the stuff you do now is resin based. Um, so you do a really good job of teaching people the ins and outs of using resin. And then there's enough little, oh, look at this idea. Like, I bet you didn't think to try this. You know how many people <laughs> I've told about titanium dioxide since you used it? Yeah. It's like, it's a magic, it's a magical thing. But you do manage to find that good balance with mm. your videos. When I think, I think what I said too, Vincent, before we got started was, it, there's, every one of your videos has extreme creativity and education. And I think that's a really, that's a, we're not, that's a unique thing. There's, it's, it's hard to hit that balance where you get both in, in every video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I plan all my videos, actually, which is, uh, I suppose it's part of my history from my employment. But I have a production sheet 
before I write a production sheet when I have an idea and that idea could come to me at any time. So I'm always emailing myself ideas. And then when I get the idea, I write a production sheet of where I'm pitching this, how I'm going to pitch it, what I want to include in it. And this is what I would recommend anyone does that has a YouTube channel as well or has just started a YouTube channel. And that also, because I have a terrible terrible habit of um going off on a tangent and talking about something that's completely random or (laughs) halfway through doing things and 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 one of my really good friends who's actually in um america in kentucky uh carolyn she's always saying to me i don't know how you kept on track i don't know how you managed to keep on track (laughs) a lot of that's to do with editing as well but yeah so um I think the production notes really help. But I th- also think my experience is, um, from what I was doing prior to Christmas when I went full-time on YouTube uh, really helps me. With, what were, uh, you, what were well, you doing before you went full-time? Because that's, uh, that's something I've always been curious about. What's Steve McDonald's – well, what, now uh, I know that you're – I didn't even know you were full-time. I thought you were right. still balancing yeah, YouTube. Yeah, so. I, no, no. I went full-time at Christmas. Um, Excellent. I decided to oh, what, this past Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, my gosh. Just, congrats, just man. Past Christmas. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, prior to that, my full title is Dr. Steve McDonald, Associate Professor. So that was what I was before Whoa. for a, for a wow. business school for a business school at a university in Cambridge. So that's what I did for a long time. And I was also their director of learning and teaching for quite a long time. So I was involved with supporting um, staff in developing their teaching styles, but not just in the UK. I traveled around the world as well to um, Trinidad, Malaysia, Dubai, and places like that, and, and did a lot of teaching. So I'm, I'm quite experienced, I suppose, in that area but I'm also never overconfident in what I'm doing so I always look at what I'm doing and question it and check it and think is this too too high a level and that's what I'm I'm kind I'm, I'm currently running a series for my members at the moment um, just really to help support them in how to set up a small business mm-hmm. selling the products that they make so that they not only are making them but they're able to sell them market them look at the right areas to go and save them time and effort in failing really Mm -hmm. one of my my favorite things one of my favorite things about this space is that when you start to get really prolific at making things and it's not to knock people that don't but when you get really prolific at making things you start to think about hey could i sell this and once you start i feel like once that bug bites Mm. it's really really hard to unbite it like Mm -hmm. As yeah. soon as I figured out that people wanted the stuff that I was making, I'm like, this is a business. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff you learn the hard way. You know, mm. if somebody can kind of hold your hands, like I'm a, I'm a big fan. It's no secret. I'm a big fan of Jason Stapleton. I've taken a whole mm-hmm. bunch of his courses um, throughout the years. Um, but he focuses mostly on like what he calls a nomadic business where you basically have a digital business where there's very little in the way of physical product and you're working from anywhere producing a digital product that you can sell anywhere and every time. And I still get a lot out of that, but that's not really what I'm in. I'm in right. the physical products business. So having, um, having like absolutely. a tutor would be great. It's so different. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing with my members recently. And I, I obviously, I've got a lot of experience in that because uh, my whole area before I went into being director for learning and teaching was enterprise and entrepreneurship for micro and small businesses. And I've also supported quite a few PhDs in that and done quite a lot of consultancy work in that 
area in my time. Wow. So being able to translate and transfer those skills into supporting my own community who in turn support me it's nice to be able to give back something like that to them. And I'm I'm also writing a course uh, at the moment when I get time, because obviously I, I, I'm recording every day. Uh, I'm also writing a course that I'm hoping is going to uh, help support other people as well. So that's, that's, awesome. that's what I'm looking to do. Wait, uh, wait, like, do you know what platform you're going to put that out on? Or? No, I, I'm not sure. Skillshare, I've been looking at Skillshare yeah. quite a lot because yep. I, I think I, I watch Skillshare an awful lot. I'm a member of Skillshare. Um, and, but, I mean, they've not approached me or anything. I haven't approached them yet. But I think it probably would be Skillshare because, yeah. to me, that's a good platform. No, I've heard really good things about Skillshare. I mean, the, mm. the one they, they are critical about self-promotion and stuff like that. But yeah. outside of that, they're, I think that's a – I mean, from what I've learned, it's it's a very good platform. Mm. And and as we've, we've had a, a couple people on that are huge on Skillshare, right? Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's quite difficult to earn money from Skillshare, but I'm yeah. not. I'm not doing this um, to earn it. Uh, yeah. to earn money. This is about me wanting to give back and support all those people that either watch right. my videos, support my videos, buy me coffees, and things like that, um, and being able to say to them, you know, just think about it like this. Think about it like this, mm-hmm. and you know, give them ideas and save them all that hardship of being able. Or spending a lot of money to set up a business when actually you don't really need to do that if you're quite canny and you, you right. look at things in a in a in a productive way, uh, then you don't need to uh, spend a lot of money to set up a business and be su- as successful as you want to be. I love that. Yeah, it's well, awesome. One of the most creative things that you do that I would advise, you know, just to for people that you know aren't doing this that they mm-hmm. could learn from you and doing um you started doing what you call, what you were calling buying you a coffee which is weird because you don't actually use buy me a coffee to do it we actually no. do use buy me a coffee no. here but um what i did like was that you were you would explain um when you were first doing it for the pressure pot and yeah. it's like yeah. I'm, i want to get a pressure pot so that'll make the videos better and i can teach you how to use a pressure pot mm-hmm. so everything that you everything that you send me is toward buying a pressure pot and now yep. you're working on a 3d printer that's Absolutely, also yep. a laser and it's like wow this is a really good idea because then people can be like oh this is where the money is actually going instead yeah, of mm-hmm. it just like yep this is the you don't just put out the generic this is for supplies and production costs and no. whatever you're like nope it's going to this and then when you got your pressure pot you actually sat there and put everyone's name yeah, on the pressure I did, pot. absolutely because i think it was important to recognize that these people bought that for me and you know and without the generosity of my members and the people that buy me a coffee i wouldn't be able to buy these sorts of things so and and show people how to use them and work with them and introduce them into uh, my resin and so every single penny that people give to me like that goes towards buying something it doesn't go towards you know buying things for me it goes right. well it does in a way i suppose but it goes towards the channel and the development of the channel that, i mean that that definitely has me thinking because i i'm 100 percent the same way in, in the sense that any money that i make goes back into mm-hmm. whether it be supplies to your point vincent su- general supplies mm-hmm. and those types of things mm-hmm. but i do think there is like that that is there is something tangible that i think uh is really nice to know that what your money is actually tangibly going to correct i think i think that that i mean as as someone that supports a lot of people i think i would really i would prefer that right i i I would like to know where my money is going 
and uh, you know, I'm still happy to support people just because I want to support people that I believe in and and you know are doing good things. But yeah, I, I could see how that could be a really good. And it gives them a sense yeah. of ownership as well. Right. And, right. Never cheap. Yeah. And, I, and the other thing I always do, anybody that buys me a coffee, whether that's a small donation or a large one, I send them a personalized email and yeah. thank them. Because I just oh, yeah. think, you know, that's really, really important. I mean, I had someone from South Africa the other day sent me, um, uh, they actually sent me what worked out to be about 50 uh, pence in, in, so half a pound in, 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 in pounds sterling. And then after... PayPal took their bit. I think I ended up with fifteen, about fifteen p. But you know what? That really struck home to me right. that donation because I just thought this person has taken the time and made the effort and right. and has given me what they can afford to give me to exactly. help support me. Support me. How humbling is that? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That somebody feels like that enough to be able to do that for you. And I just think that is why everybody should get a thank you and everybody should get an email uh, and and not only that but it helps build up the community as well right well steve and, and we've talked about this a million times on this vincent but like that's the same same thing anyone that ever sends me a dm or makes a comment i for the same thing because how how easy is it to respond or send that email yeah. for and and it means so much and i've met some people that i if i hadn't done that I probably never would have met them and they've been some of the biggest supporters and biggest and become friends because of it. But like, it's so easy to kind of get lost in the day to day. Absolutely. And, it, and really the same thing happened with Vincent, you know, he kindly donated and um, brought me several coffees and then said, I'll oh, uh, mentioned his podcast and, mm-hmm. and we got chatting about that. And I said, yeah, I'm happy to do it. I'd love to do it for you. Right. And, you know, and just, it, it became really good. And then I've emailed him a few times since I've looked at his work. I've listened to his podcast. I've learned loads of stuff. I've told my subscribers and my members about the podcast and, you know, it, so it, it just, it, we're helping each other out. And right. that's what And it's I, not that hard. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. The, right. I wish I could answer all the comments that I yes. get on my videos, but it's become now almost impossible because I get about 1,200 to 1,500 comments right. a right. week. Yep. So I do filter them into questions. So if anyone's asking specific questions, then I will go in and answer those and I will try and answer as many as I can. But that is becoming quite difficult but i'd like you i do answer all the dms uh you know if someone takes the time to dm me then i answer that message well and i i think i mean i i do think there's a point too and again that's a good problem to have right when you have mm. too many but you, you you can start to filter out the ones that are just like you know a bunch of weird emojis yeah, <laughs> you know, like you don't need to respond to those. No. You know, like, like I don't like the salsa dancing chick and yeah. heart heart emoji. I don't yeah. probably need to respond to that one, but yeah. Well, the, the the great thing about your channel that that's been really apparent since I started watching your stuff is that people are responding to you to how you're marketing mm-hmm. the channel and how mm-hmm. you're positioning it and how you're positioning the importance of the people that support it because your scroll of user of users that donate is getting longer and longer every video your coffee board the writing is getting Mm -hmm. a little smaller with every (laughs) video yeah and it's like i feel almost feel like people are just like yeah i i even 
even f- purely for vanity reasons. Like if they just want to be, <laughs> right. you know, they just want to be in the scroll or on the board. Absolutely. I mean, I know, yeah. I right. know when I see that board, I'm like, I pause. It's like, where am I on the board? Where am I on the board? Where am I on the board? <laughs> oh, there I am. This month I'm on the top. I'm sitting at the top for a few yeah. more weeks, which is great. But it's it's such a cool feeling. Like there's almost, mm-hmm. like you said, there's a community that forms around people that are like, hey, look what we're building. And you know, normally it's you know, the host of the channel builds something, but with your channel, it's more like, Hey, look what we're building together. Steve's making all the content he's doing, but we're part of it. We are. Absolutely. All and they are it. genuinely, that's the thing. They are mm-hmm. genuinely right. part of it for me. And that's why when I decided to set up a YouTube channel, I decided that I wasn't going to follow a format or try in any way to copy anybody else. I just wanted to be me and learn how to use YouTube, learn how to edit as I went on rather than try and copy or emulate somebody else. And I think that helps because now people don't expect me to be this, um, you know, one of these Larry mad um, uh, YouTubers because they know that's that's just not me. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty straight and to the point on certain things and I have a bit of fun with it and I mess up and people see my messing up. I've got a video coming out on Thursday where I completely mess up something and it's a, and the project's great, but I mess up one part of it. But I'm not going to refilm that and re-edit it so it looks like I'm perfect. You know, I, I, think, I think people I'm love not. that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. It, it makes you it makes it real and approachable and you're not you're not editing out all the bad, right? No, because I don't want from it. Actually, because if not, people have false expectations yes. of their own work and then get frustrated yes. and give up when they when oh, things go wrong. So if they totally. see other people that make things and they go wrong, then they know that that's that's actually a normal process. Do you know what I mean? It's just I, part of learning. It's, it's part of yeah. growing I and learning. So, and, yeah. I so relate to this yeah. because I've been totally. doing. Everyone in the universe seems to be doing rug tufting these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, the bug bit me. So I've got the tufting gun. It's still in the box. I'm rewarding myself when I clean out my shop and move it to its new location. I'm rewarding myself by opening the box. But the box is here. I'm waiting to tuft some rugs. In the meantime, I've been hand punching one. Yeah. And boy, if you want to see what failure can look like in a hurry, just try to do something that looks really easy on YouTube and you just, just try it. And you, you, but what, what I learned and I'll tell you, I, I, I restarted it like three or four times. And on the fourth time I was like, okay, now I'm really getting the most, like my hands are doing the right thing automatically. They're, you know, reaching underneath. I don't need to keep flipping it over to look to find where the thread is and pulling it back through. And, you know, you start to get a feel for how it goes and you're like, Oh, now I know why it looks this easy to the people that are doing it because they've done this a million times. Absolutely. And And you're starting to build that muscle memory now and, and, and get, get it, get it going. And I, I realized it in particular this weekend because Beth started working on one because she wanted to learn how to do it. And I was, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, here's how you do it. I gave her like the basics. I'm like, okay, and just start putting stitches down. And all I heard is, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> just like just streams of profanity coming up. But, yeah. but by the time she was done, she had laid down about, you know, a quarter to a fifth of her canvas and there were stitches like complete well-placed stitches and it's like yeah there you go that's all it's going to take and you're just going to do a lot of those until you're happy with it and then if you don't like it you pull out the stitches and you just do it again (laughs) absolutely and that's how i feel about drawing because i don't have any natural drawing talent and i want to draw i've always wanted to draw 
So I've been I've been drawing for years and trying to get better, and I practice every day, and I use my iPad for drawing. And then I just thought, do you know, why can I get, not get this right? And then I realized I was trying to draw a masterpiece the first time I put pen to paper right. or paper. Right. So I thought, how can I break this down? When You know, when I talk to my students, well, when I used to talk to my students, I used to say to them, you know, when you're writing an essay, I don't, you don't write an essay by just sitting down and writing the whole thing. Some people can, but not very many. What I always used to say to them was, break it down into small, manageable pieces. So mm-hmm. think about the introduction, write a little bit of the introduction, think about what chapters you get, plan it out, write it. And once you write all these little bits, the whole thing will look beautiful. Well, that's how I started with teaching myself to draw. I started to break it down into manageable little bits and let it build up and build up. I'm never going to be a, 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 a an artist where drawing is concerned, but I get so much pleasure out of it. And now right. when I look at the things that I draw, I can recognize them. <laughs> that's the important <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to throw them in the trash, right? <laughs> no, yeah. exactly. And, and exactly. That's, and that's the the other thing that, you know, people don't really appreciate is, again, it goes back to comparing yourself to people that are already, you know, right. into their journey for a while, mm-hmm. you know. And for me, it was funny because I also, I mean, when I was a kid, I always had art supplies around, but I didn't draw a whole lot. Mm. But, you know, as an adult and I kind of the muscle memory got lost, but what I've found is that, okay, but maybe then my creativity is in a different direction. So I can draw digitally on an iPad now mm. better than I've ever been able to draw on paper. It's like, Oh, maybe it was just the medium. Maybe it was just the, yeah, you know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. finding what's right for you. Sometimes you may want it. You can't will something to be right for you. No. And no. what I love about your, your videos, what I love about your videos is that you, don't just make jewelry you no. don't just make right. trays you don't just make coasters you you have made so many different things that like you've shown molds on your channel that i did not know existed <laughs> like yeah. the last video you made for example is a perfect example you did the bottle openers yeah and i'm like oh that's great you're gonna make <laughs> bottle openers out of resin and i'm like oh crap they give you the metal inserts and then you'll and i'm like yeah but you can't screw into epoxy and you go we're gonna use polyurethane resin yeah. i'm like of course you are of course you are. Of course, yes. That's what that's what you would use. Yes. Why did I doubt him? Why did I? Of course, he knows what to do. I'm amazed at. And I say this all the time with, with regards to your work and your channel. I'm amazed at the depth of your knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just that you know stuff. It's that you know a lot about a lot of stuff. (laughs) And I know that that isn't just something you snap into existence. I get that. But where did all your, I mean, I know clearly you started from the beginning and you learned and you, but where does this depth of knowledge come from? Like how much research went into you being who you are today? Oh, oh, um, more research than I could ever. (laughs) (laughs) In a a blog like this, I, I got into resin when I was about 10 years old and um, my parents purchased a what was called plastic craft kit for me when I was a kid and I made some paperweights and I absolutely loved it and it was the thing is it was polyester resin really very bad fumes and things like that and obviously in the 70s there was no health and safety and things like that so you know no gloves or anything just get on with it and I loved it and then a few years ago, I found one of the things that I'd made as a kid in the attic of my mum's. I thought I really would like to get into this. So I started to research it, and then I started to talk to resin manufacturers. I started to read about it a lot. I started then to play around with it. And I probably did that for about two years before I started the channel, 
because I wow. felt I needed to have a really good understanding and grounding of uh, what I'm doing. And I'm still learning. I will. I think the day I stop learning is will the be day, the day you'll quit. I, absolutely. Right. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I 100% I, agree with that. I learn every single day yeah. uh, about something to do with resin. Definitely. I also learned that I'm extremely sensitive to resin, so I'm very allergic to <laughs> resin. So I have to. I have a very uh, powerful fan in my studio, extractor fan. I wear a full face mask. I wear gloves. I elastic band long shirt sleeves under the gloves. I have barrier cream on at all times. But I love what I do, so I'm not going to let the fact that I'm very hypersensitive to wow. resin stop me doing it. It's uh, and it's funny yeah. that you say it's funny you say you took so much research because I took the opposite approach with wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I dove right in. I, I my favorite story. So every time I see poly resin, every mm-hmm. time I see it, I remember the first. So I I tried and it's funny because it was about two years ago. Believe it or not, it was two years ago, July of 2019 when I started working with resin. And I was like, I'm going to make some, I'm going to make some open bezel pendants. Cause I'd seen people do it. I'm like, this looks real easy. Mm. I can get this down in a second. Like, no problem. I go downstairs, I get poly or I get poly resin. I, I put it in the cup. I add the little couple of drops of the hardener. I put it in. I'm like, Oh, there's bubbles on it. What do I do? I take my long neck lighter and I hit oh. it on and it becomes a torch. A torch. Yeah. So that was, <laughs> That was polyester resin, which is yeah. absolutely really flammable. It's and, so uh, flammable. Yeah. Oh, my and, God. And also very fragile as well. So if you drop it uh, on the floor, which is what I found when I first started using it, it just shatters <laughs> into pieces. So, yeah. you, you know what? Like, I honestly bet that, like, and you know, I think I, 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 I'll put myself in that camp, but I actually think I didn't know about it. But I do feel like there's a bunch of people out there that are listening to this right now that are like, I thought resin was created when river tables were created. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was around this true. long, right? Like, it's true. Yeah. Well, re- resin is really just an umbrella term for what, right. what the stuff does. So you've right. got you've right. got quite a lot of different resins, but the actually, resin, and, yeah, yeah, resin itself was actually designed for um, industrial use, and it's only just recently, in the last few years, that it's actually been used for crafting, and people are starting to develop proper crafting resins that mm-hmm. the, the, the 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 honest thing is resin is always going to yellow whatever resin you use in a, t- in a in over a period of time a resin will yellow and that will depend a lot on how you mix it as well the temperature that you cure it at that will depend on the volume of resin that you're using and the brand of resin that you're using mm-hmm. as well so you know uh, but most resins were designed for boats or or industry certainly polyester resin was it was designed to be mixed with fiberglass to mm-hmm. make boats mm-hmm. right. You know? right so i think using the right resin but the right resin isn't necessarily the most expensive resin <laughs> that's a, that's the no. important thing yeah so no, uh, what are the big like what are the big brands or are there big brands in the uk uh, the the big brands, I suppose, are Elichem, which is okay. the supplier of lots of resins around the UK. Um, we do have Clearcast here as well, um, but and we do have uh, is it Viva Viva something like that? I can't remember. I've, I've don't use it, um, <laughs> not for any particular reason. Right, right. I mean, right. yeah. I mean, and the the person that I'm kind of working with alongside at the moment, and not 
just as an affiliate, it's not about the money, it's about the product, is Resin Colour. Mm-hmm. And that's a guy who lives in Wales. He set up his own company with his wife. And they've really done their research. They know what they're talking about. They know what the best resin is for the right right result. Right. They're really supportive of their um, customers and their customer service is excellent. And I was approached by, once my channel started to take off, I was obviously approached by a lot of resin companies that offered me some quite good financial packages. But what was important to me was, not it wasn't about the money, it was about, I needed my own integrity. I needed to be able to honestly recommend something that I believed in. And their product was the one that I, uh, that I believed in. And they're, they're doing really, really well. And, and that's kind of the philosophy I take. But, yeah, we, unlike the States where you have ProMarine and things like that, which actually is an excellent resin, um, and Illuminolite um, as well for a polyurethane uh, resin, we don't really have that. I mean, to import Illuminolite into the UK is just a ridiculous Huh. Well, you guys ridiculous. you guys have jesmonite and we're we're eternally jealous of you for that so. uh, yeah but jesmonite, jesmonite is great but it's mm-hmm. a brand name mm-hmm. but it's jesmonite is, i have to go we've got to be really careful here so uh <laughs> i don't want to don't want to get any libel but there will be a video coming up uh soon on my channel on how to make a product similar to jesmonite Ooh. Hmm. Okay. Ooh. Using um using an epoxy resin. Well I'm just gonna and, tell you some other things. Just outright, I've been chatting a lot with Claire Burgess from mm-hmm. Claire's Crafty Corner. Uh-huh. And I always tell her I'm so jealous of the fact that she can just get Jesmonite like whenever she wants from Polysil and I'm like, I just yeah. want a little bit. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want so to taste. taste. Only way to get it in the United States that I've found is through people on Etsy who have imported it. And it's like eighty dollars for yeah. these tiny oh. little bags of it. I'm like, yeah. what would I even do with that? Like, I that's not even a one item. It's yeah. not even worth it. Yeah, it's right. it's, it's not worth it. Uh, it's not, it's a bit like us trying to buy a Glowforge over here. Um, <laughs> I've never um, that, but I've never seen anyone in the UK with a Glowforge. Actually, no, it's because it costs about fifteen hundred pounds for us to import it on oh. top of what the purchase price is. And if anything goes wrong with it, or if you need a new tube with it, you have to send it back to the manufacturer to have that done so then you're looking at uh, probably the same cost as the glowforge would be because if not i would love to have had one i would you know that would have been what i would be saving for now well you have access to one if you ever need anything made i know a guy (laughs) (laughs) cheaper cheaper than buying a glowforge yeah Yeah, definitely so you know there are things that are available there is a lot more available in uh the u.s i mean you have hobby lobby for a start i mean Mm -hmm. come on i mean I, i would kind of love to have a hobby lobby yeah, we have. I mean, right, right within. Not even joking. Within 15 miles of me, I have two Michaels, a Hobby Lobby, mm. and two Joanne. Mm. Like that's right, crazy. Just right here, and that's mm-hmm. not counting Walmart and Target, which are closer. You know, yeah. it's just it's we're just we do. We've we were talking about this when we had Adam on a few weeks mm-hmm. ago that we we take it for granted in the U.S. just how abundant the supplies of things are, and that's you know it's funny when you watch video when you watch YouTube videos from the U.K. you see a lot of people using the same brands and the same supplies, and it's like yeah that's because that's what's there. Like it's yeah. it's not like the U.S. where it's like oh there's 50 different brands of X right. to choose from. No, there's there's much fewer to mm. 
Yeah. Mm. I mean, my, my friend Carolyn, uh, as I, I mentioned her earlier, you know, uh, cricket had a um, a sale on in, in the US uh, about six months ago. And so I placed a massive order with her mm-hmm. and she ordered it all, got it delivered to her house, packed it all up, sent it over to me. I paid the import tax on it. And it still worked out about three hundred pound cheaper than if I'd have bought it in the UK. Oh, oh man, that's, that's insane! That's, that's, that's that is painful. insane. Yeah, yeah, that's painful. It is, it is insane. It is quite painful. So <laughs> at times. I, I have to ask. So mm-hmm. you, you told you said that in December around Christmas time you went started going full time with YouTube. Which congratulations! Yep, this is, that's you. the dream for people on YouTube mm-hmm. is to have YouTube be their income. My question is, you know, you had this, you had this job that I'm assuming kept you reasonably financially secure. Yeah, very so, financially secure. Yeah. So, yeah. and you know, the cost of living where you are in is, the UK is, is rather very high. high. So, yeah. you decide, you know what? I'm going to start making crafting videos on YouTube. <laughs> what is that conversation like with your family? And yeah, what they is... were really supportive. Uh, That's everybody fantastic. Everybody was really supportive. They know how much. Um, crafting means to me and, and the passion that I have for making stuff because I was always making stuff at unearthly times of the day <laughs> and night and um, you know I'd come straight home from from work or if I'd been a, been abroad for a, for a week then uh, the first thing I'd want to do is get in my crafting studio and craft I mean to me it's like the best therapy that you could right. you could ever have and I've been crafting all my life as well and it's it's been a, a goal of mine and i decided um back in uh, 2020 the summer of 2020 that i wanted a new studio so i had a new mm-hmm. studio built in my garden which is which is about four times bigger than my resin studio and i just wanted to make the most of it and i was feeling tired from my job uh from all the traveling because i was traveling i would i would be in for instance, I'd be in Trinidad, I'd be there, I'd leave here, I'd be there for 24 hours, I'd fly back, I'd be here a few hours, then I'd fly to Dubai. And, you know, people think, oh, that's so lovely. And it's so, yeah, that sounds like you know, torture. it's not, it's <laughs> absolutely exhausting. You know, when I was a younger yeah. man, but, you know, I'm 55. So um, when I when I was a younger man, maybe that would have been easy, but it's you not. Know, everyone, everyone thinks that it's traveling for work is it everyone thinks it's like the movies it's it not it's it sucks it, it sucks. sucks it really does suck i mean it's not glamorous at all nope. yeah so i knew that after covid had finished that uh, or when we were allowed to travel again i was going to have six weeks of just solid traveling going from malaysia Whoa. going from trinidad malaysia australia india uh and and then back to back around through dubai and places like that so you know i was going to be spending about six weeks on a plane and i just thought i you know i can't i'm not sure i can face this right uh, again um i don't want i didn't want to be away from my um dogs that long either and i didn't want to be away from crafting and things like that so i just thought i had a word with the dean who was really really supportive of me throughout my career of, of the uh faculty that i'm in or i was in I said, look, I, I want to retire. And he said, no, we don't want you to retire. And then the <laughs> vice chancellor got on Zoom and said, Steve, we don't want you to retire. You're doing a great job. And I explained it to them. I was tired. I was feeling a little bit burnt out. So they they were really good, very supportive. So what they did was they um, they gave me a quite a nice 
thank you package. Um, and they also made me a visiting fellow of the ah, university. Awesome. So I can still dip in and out as I want to. If I want to give a lecture, which I will, or seminars, or run some bits and pieces in my own schedule, I can. And I'm also still supervising a couple of PhDs that um, are, are on small business management. So I'm kind of still got my toe in it. Um, yeah, that sounds like a like a, a amazing. It is. It is nice and right because awesome. I, you know I love empowering people. I mean that's right. what my whole job Clearly. is about: empowering people. And mm-hmm. so I can still do that, but I get to do what my real passion is, which is crafting. You know, that's my real passion. It was so cool to find out that you were, you know, you were a teacher. <laughs> and it's like it all you ever just it, find out not, something not surprised right right exactly yeah. you find yeah. out something about somebody and you just yeah. go of course of course yeah. that makes course. a lot of sense yeah. from watching his videos totally. right yeah mm-hmm. how much of how much of what you learn you know what you learned as you know professionally as a as a teacher do you think carried into the style of what you do with your youtube videos is it something i mean is it something that's just you're tangentially bat- pulling on or is it something where you're like no i this is how you teach something and you're just going yeah for it. I, I consciously think about it definitely okay. and that goes into my production notes um prior to um you're, you're definitely setting up the video yeah absolutely i'm i, I mm-hmm. have to plan it because i look at what my learning outcomes are going to be for myself out of the video what i want to learn whether it's something to do with editing or whether it's something to do with presenting or using the products that i'm using then i look at the what the learning outcomes are going to be or hopefully be for the person who's watching it and what the added value is going to be for them and then i plan that into um how i'm going to deliver the stuff on youtube I feel so like I need to really plan out my videos <laughs> a lot more recently. <laughs> Listen, it's it's funny because you always, you get two kinds of people that make you. There's literally yeah. only two kinds of people. There's people who plan every move, everything, and everything mm-hmm. is done with purpose. And there's people who wing it, take you know six days worth of footage to do like a ten minute video. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's really interesting if you hear the people like, yeah, I don't have time to plan this. I'm just going to go for it. And you're like, nope. Listen, I have outcomes. I have goals. There are this is what I want to do. This is what they're going to do. And we're going to learn this and we're going to learn this. And it's like, and that's why you're able to make, and to your credit, that's why you're able to make a four minute video that actually has some impact. Whereas most of the people do of knowledge, right? Yeah. yeah like the, totally. ear, the skeleton earrings, like watching you make those like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Yep. Hey, why yeah. not? And you, that's a three minute video. And I'm like, Absolutely. that was a cool little video. And um, my intention was that, and, and I think I shot about, 18 minutes worth of footage for that in the end. But my intention was that that was always going to be about a three to four minute video. So I kind of want to, I kind of think how long it's going to be. I never use a script when I'm, um, when I'm talking on camera or when I'm doing the voiceover, because obviously when I'm actually pouring the resin, it's all voiceover because I'm fully masked up and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and everything. So I never use a script, but I know what I want to get across and how I want to get it across. It, it shows because the, yeah. you can't do a short video that has any impact if you're not without a plan. Without a plan, mm. like you yeah. can, it's not possible. You're going to miss stuff. You're gonna, your videos always seem very concise, and I didn't know that you planned it. But now that you're now that we're talking, it's like yeah, of course he plans it. Like, <laughs> and, that, and that's the best part, Vincent, is yeah. that it doesn't feel planned. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't it doesn't come across as because I know my videos and. I'm the first to admit it. My voiceovers, you can tell that I'm 
kind of like reading a voiceover script and I, that's because I'm not a natural at it at all. Yeah. And so I've got, you know, I'm, I try to get better at it and all those things, but it does not feel that way when, with you, even when you switch from the on camera talking to the yeah. voiceovers, it's well, a very how, how seamless I do a voiceover is I, what I've, I edit the video first. So yeah. it's complete. Yeah. Then I watch the part that I want to, um, do the voiceover too i watched that bit twice and in my head as it's um as i'm watching it the the, t- the two times you're like I'm what would told, i say i'm doing my voiceover in my head mm. and then i put little notes in my video in, in my editing um because i use davinci resolve the free version it's brilliant um and then i just put little notes tabs in of where i need to get back on track and say something and then i do do that and i normally take one or two takes to do the voiceover brilliant no that's awesome i mean that's amazing that's it but it like i said though it, it is a seamless it feels seamless from mm. the on-camera talking to your voiceovers you must Thank you. get you must get a ton of people coming back and saying I, you gave me such a great idea i made this look at this and i'm, I'm actually i'm going to tell you something that i did because you gave me the idea um you did Buddy, it was. I'm looking at your YouTube channel. It was about yeah. a year ago. Um, putting pet hair in resin. Yeah. And we recently lost our cat of 16 years, <clears throat> and I wanted to make something special. Special. So I had these cat-shaped open bezels, mm. and I put some of his fur in purple resin because my wife and I both love purple. Yeah. And I was. She's like, "Oh, you got that idea from Steve." I was like, "Yep, I sure did." And she's like, "Oh, these are so great!" And I wouldn't have thought to do like I kept some of his fur because I wanted mm. I wanted to do something with it, but then you know I saw that video. I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do with it." And you must get that. I mean, just based on the sheer volume of projects you've I done. Do, I do. I had a had a lady um, email me the other day and said actually about that video. And she said, "I've got some eyelashes of." Um, of, of, of a family member that died and I've just got some eyelashes, but they're quite, they're light. And will I lose them in um, the resin? And, you know, I'm a bit worried about doing this, but I really want to have a resin pendant with these eyelashes in. So I said, well, I've had exactly the same issue. Um, and what I did was I bought some just for men hair dye and oh. dyed them three shades darker. You still know that those eyelashes are there, and then they'll show up, you know. And so, and then she sent me some photographs of them, and they were beautiful what she'd made. <laughs> and, you know, you just think to yourself, I helped that person. Yeah. yeah. But people give me great ideas. Somebody said to me, I didn't know this. Uh, you know, I've been using vinyl on on some different bits and pieces. Somebody sent me a message saying, love your videos, but did you know if you use a little bit of soapy water on the area and then put your vinyl on, it will slip on, squeeze mm-hmm. it off, you'll get no bubbles. I, I didn't, well, how would you know that? <laughs> Do you know it's not something? And I tried yeah. it and it was like amazing. So I sent them a message saying, thank you so much, top tip. This has really helped. Brilliant. So people share with me top tips all the time. I love it. You know, we never we can always learn. However good or however wherever we are in our journey on anything, we can always learn to be better and that improve. That was what I loved so much about when you got your cricket and the first time you saw <laughs> the first video and it was it was a disaster <laughs> in a lot a of ways. <laughs> and what I loved but what I loved about it was because I remember when I got my cricket and I don't know why I just I think it's because I had seen so many things mm. and I kind of just knew the process. 
I got pure dumb luck because the first thing I did with it worked perfectly on the first yeah. try. And I just took for granted that like this is something you just open the box and start using. Yeah. And I watched you and I'm like, oh, God, Steve, no, no, Steve, no, <laughs> no. I must have said, oh, God, no, oh, God, no, about 30 times watching that video. But in the end, you did have – you did have a decal that you could use and i'm like okay he got there he got yeah there. i mean i'm very much a kinesthetic learner so mm-hmm. I, I, i'm right. not one of these people that sits and reads instructions and does exactly. things. I, I, I get something new and then i think right i'm going to open this box and i'm going to set it all up and i'm going to use it and i'm going to be i'm going to learn how to use it and and kind of that's how i go and and it works for me sometimes but it didn't work for me with the grip <laughs> i feel like that's something <laughs> the, the idea yeah. of kinesthetic learning which is very interesting mm-hmm. to use that exact term because mm. It's something that I've always felt like that's me too. I'm jumping and learning while I'm doing. I rarely read manuals. I mean, unless it's something yeah. that's completely foreign to me, I just want to put the yeah. thing in my hand and start going. Absolutely. And I feel like that's one of that's one of the things that Jazza brought to the world. <laughs> it's like he, yeah. brought kinesth- yeah. he has a shirt in his merch store that says, yeah. I'm a kinesthetic learner. And I'm like, <laughs> this is such a – I didn't know there was a term for it. Yeah. But when you think about like makers and crafters, we are We're mostly – very much like that. Yeah, right. I think that's, that's where our creativity comes from. Right. I right. think that's what makes yeah. us creative because we actually – we don't always <laughs> – do it right the first time but we look for creative ways to solve that problem and i think that's how we develop our creativity so i'd be very surprised i'm not surprised but i would i would think that most creative people crafters have some of that i mean let's be honest jazza is just amazing yeah yeah i mean (laughs) if i could draw like jazza you know i'd I'd probably sell my leg to be able to draw like jazza i Um, would i would no probably i would like you you need this leg for something else Uh, you got it just give me half his talent i'll take half his talent i mean the the guy is just amazing and deserves everything that he he has built up because he my goodness me that guy's worked hard and he is so talented and he messes up too this is what people need to see do you know i mean he Mm -hmm. messes up too and he he's happy to show what what he does that messes up and when he had his auction i so nearly bidded on the 15 minute zoom call with jazza just yeah, right. so that i could um well actually so i could do a video on it and say yeah yeah i mean let's let's be honest because using that title in the in the video would have probably uh, given it some great views but more than that i actually wanted to see him behind the camera and which right. he does i know he does that on his blog which used to be jazz's daily blog but um you know it's, he always shows you all the sides to him he talks yeah. about when he's feeling depressed he talks about when when things aren't going right and when he's burnt out and i think again it's his, his honesty that has made him successful and right. the amount of raw talent that man has and trained talent that man has but but, that, but, that, but that's it that's it someone that has so much raw talent and so mm. much skill to be to still show that they're vulnerable and they don't mm-hmm. they, they don't always crush it to me like that's a super empowering thing as someone that does not have that same talent you know what i mean like yeah. it 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 makes me feel like okay if if this guy has can admit to you know to Absolutely. not be perfect then i'm and okay to to not you know not do everything right the first time when he did when he did it was the fall of last year i believe when he did that video about being burnt out and yeah. how he wasn't mm-hmm. happy with the creative mm-hmm. direction of his channel 
I was getting choked up because I'm like, damn, this is a hard, like, this is a hard conversation to have, period, right? Right, right. But then to have it in front of an audience his size. (laughs) Well, what's he got? 5.5 million subscribers. Average viewing on his is anything between 1 million and countless millions of views. So, you know, he's he's laid his heart bare on his sleeve to all these people. And he will have got grief from that. I mean, I get trolls on my channel all the time and you you know you get some nasty comments and some of them do hit home and you think Ooh, mm-hmm. you know this is awful um but you know for him to be that honest about about he, how he is right. and how he was feeling is very inspiring because now right. when i watched that video i thought to myself i can't let myself get that way and that was also one of the reasons for taking early retirement in yep. um, december because i could feel that i was starting to burn out a little bit and i wanted to do this i I didn't ever want to give up my crafting it's it's funny when you have that moment because there Mm. was there were moments where i just you know i've been like back and forth on can i do this can i make a run of this can i make a run of this and you have these you know there's always the self-doubt that comes in because if you don't have i i feel like you need a certain amount of self-doubt to keep you grounded in reality i I was just gonna say that vincent you have to have that but i actually took a much lesser plunge believe me i'm not even trying to compare but i can understand where it comes from because Mm -hmm. i was like i like my day job i am good Mm -hmm. at my day job i am very proud of the work i do at my day job yeah and i also want to do what i want to do i think that but i think that's the hard part though sorry to interrupt but that's 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 i think that's a little bit of the hard part sometimes for like well for me i know i mean there's the financial part of it but even beyond that it's also like I am good at what I'm doing. I genuinely, genuinely enjoy what I'm doing in my day job, and I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. So, am I going to sacrifice all of that for something that's for some unknown? Chance, and that, right? Like, it would be different if uh, if I hated what I was doing. I was miserable every oh, day. I quit in a minute. Yeah. I exactly. I think that's it's almost harder when you are good at what you're doing and you enjoy what you're doing. That's the thing, and and yeah. so for me, it took the yeah. form of taking of shifting my work week to four days right. instead of five mm. and putting one extra day into my stuff. Yeah, and, and I, I think can, that's a that's a healthy thing to do as well. Definitely. I think that that's I think because it still allows me, like I mean, look, my job, and I, you know, I'll say what I want about my job whatever but they are the most understanding people ever right. like the mm. reason i have a shop to go to after this house sells is because of my company that i yeah. work for yeah mm. they are beyond the, i mean they are supportive and understanding like and, family right and you know i i didn't realize what that all meant until dean said it um he said that you know they recognize the work that you put in and they're trying right. to help you along they want to be a part of that and it's like, yeah, that 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 really does make sense. Like, I I'm feeling that, and I think that you know when you make a decision like this, it's like, oh wow, I am going to take a major hit doing this. But mm. then everybody just gets behind you. It's like, you got this. We well, you can do it. Right. It you know you think it's like hearing people on your side or hearing people support you doesn't really affect you, but it does. So you oh, does. you you've got to have that support absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I still have the support from my dean. Um, because I still get texts from him, I still get messages from him saying, "Do you want to meet up?" And you know, how's things going? How's the channel going? You know, and just hearing things like that from from your ex boss really is, right, right. Is, is, is just immense. I mean, I've been contacted by a few other universities who've since heard that I'm kind of uh, no longer at the university I was at, and but I, you know, I wouldn't go back 
I wouldn't go to them I, right. or go back from where I am. I wouldn't have made this decision at 45 because <laughs> I loved my job. And I, I, I mm-hmm. you know, I loved my job up until the day that I decided that was it for me. But I would well, now... It doesn't mean that you don't didn't love that job. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. But now yeah. this is my time. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Um, you know, the... Um, my son's 24, so he's kind of independent of me now. And, um, you know, so I, I have, I can start living the life that I really want to live. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of cool when you, you have that moment, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm now doing what I want to do. And sink or swim, I'm doing what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. I, I, I don't think people, I don't think people that aren't in this the same way we are i don't think they understand that i think they come around to it eventually Mm. but it's something you know the difference between us and them is that we understand it first we understand Mm -hmm. first the importance of doing what we love we understand first the importance of putting a good groundwork down so that when the time comes we can say all right, this is what I'm falling back onto, and that's it. Like, if I were to lose the day job today, I wouldn't go looking for another job. I would take the biggest run possible right. at turning this the side the opportunity. hustle. Yeah, I would yeah. turn the side hustle into, hey, when COVID started and my company said, hey, you're taking a 20, 25% pay cut. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, then I'm going to do 25% less work for it. <laughs> yeah. And I started right. really putting the pedal to the metal on my yeah. own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I grew my business during COVID. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, okay, that's what I had to do, you know? And it didn't even occur to me like, oh, you should get and try to find some other job you can work remotely. I'm like, hell no, I'm not yeah. doing that. So no. you didn't right. just sit back on your laurels. You took advantage of that and you made, made your yeah. own space, really. And that, I think that's yep. what's important. I mean, it was a big decision for me because obviously sure. I was extremely oh, well paid. 100%. Yeah. I was um, extremely well looked after. Um, I got uh, probably 10 weeks full paid holiday a year. Um, and, um, you know, I had a permanent, we don't call it tenure in, in the UK, but it is for all intents and purposes, it's tenure, you know, there, there is nothing, you know, I was there, I was there for life, brilliant pension. Um, you know, so, um, yeah, I mean, how, I mean, I work a lot any, any now. sane person, right? I mean, <laughs> any sane person and makers are not sane people, but any yeah. sane person would be like, why would I not like, why would I give? risk that right like that's the thing that's what that's it you just said it it's not why would i leave this right Right. it's why would i risk this yeah that's a really interesting choice of phrase that you just used because for me it was all about in the end i just thought i don't am i worshiping the almighty dollar even though (laughs) we use pounds in the uk but obviously Mm -hmm. we use the term you know chasing the dollar and then the almighty dollar and i found you know it isn't about the money for me anymore. Although I do, obviously I need money to live, I need money to buy stock because molds and things aren't cheap. But um, I've got a good pension. I've got savings. I've invested well in my property and uh, different bits and pieces. I just, uh, you know, I could carry on doing the job that I'm doing now because we have no age restrictions over here at all. So I could have carried on doing that until like, till they carried me out in, in my coffin. Um, and still struggle to do my crafting. Or, yeah, let's just take the plunge. Let's be, yeah. let's be you know, really happy. So oh. one of, it, it, it just struck me, and I'm, I'm interested in this, because I wonder how many makers and people that want to go full-time are 
focused on money versus happiness or versus not even happiness happiness isn't the right term it's like fulfillment and contentment as well contentment yeah because yeah. because i think i well me personally if it i need enough money to pay my bills mm-hmm. like I, and that's that's an absolute and that that does lead to the you know needing to have my job right now because i don't yeah. i couldn't you know i couldn't trade that off mm-hmm. but after that I'm not really like there's no no part of me that wants like that needs a personal jet. You know what I mean? Like there's yep. none of that Speak I, for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I love it, Vincent. Chunk, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's there's a, a for me it's like I want everything to be covered so that I'm living my comfortable life and I don't have to worry about anything. But after that, I just want I just want to be doing what I want to do. Yeah, and I want, I feel like that's a much more uh, uh, universal kind of feeling for makers and creators and crafters, and I don't know, and I could be completely wrong with that, but it, it's less about being a billionaire versus being like really content, but not living in a trailer. Yeah, yeah, fulfillment, and I think that that is those are the conversations that I had with myself um, quite a lot before I took the plunge and you know i looked at my finances and i looked at my bills and i looked at all the different bits and pieces and actually i just thought well you know i could carry on as i am and just keep putting money into different investment schemes and and saving all this money and what you know in another 10 years i'll be 65 am i going to then turn around and think what, what on earth was i doing oh look at that lovely pot of money i've got in there but actually, I've not been fulfilled. I've not felt right. you know, that I've done what I've got done. So, you know, I think you've got to weigh it up. You have to have your bills covered. You have right. to I mean, make it. That's the because difference. Because if not, right. the stress right. would be unbelievable. Well, yep. So let's let's talk about that for a second because I'm kind of curious. Mm-hmm. So at, at any point, so now we're eight months on since you've, mm-hmm. since you've made this decision. And eight months on, have you ever had moments where he goes, oh, crap. Christ, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? I must be out of my mind to think this is going to work. Or is it just like you haven't had that moment yet and you're expecting it or you're just like full steam ahead and whatever happens, happens? Yeah, whatever happens, happens, to be honest. <laughs> um, freaking fantastic. It, I mean, it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. If, um, if I have to take some consultancy work to make ends meet one month, then that's what I'll do. I, okay. I, will, right. I, will, I will do that. Um, but I will never... I've never planned to take on a full-time role anywhere ever again um, mm-hmm. because some months are – the this month things have really started to pick up again. But, you know, the previous couple of months were quite – were a bit more uh, strained, let's say, to the couple of months before that. But, you know, this is the decision that I made and mm-hmm. I'm not going to fail. I might have self-doubt about it and I mm. might have imposter syndrome sometimes yeah, about it. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I do, you know, about probably about every single project I make, but I'm not going to fail. You know who doesn't get imposter syndrome, Steve? Who's that? Imposters. Imposters, yeah. You're probably, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, true. it's very funny that the, that was – so I won't go into the whole story. I've talked about it a few times, but I will just say this, that one of the most important things that my therapist ever said to me were those exact words. You know who doesn't get imposter syndrome? Imposters. Mm. And it's like, wow, holy crap, that's the most life-changing thing in the world because that's what basically drove me into some of the worst depression you could ever imagine right. having. It was yeah. a constant state of imposter syndrome. Yep. And she just 
immediately shut it down by going, yeah, you know who doesn't get imposter syndrome? Imposters. And it's like, damn. That is, right. such a, that is so true. And that is such so a, I've not good. heard that before, but that is really, really good. It's so good. Vincent, you have, like, you need, that, that needs to be a t-shirt, by the way. But. Yeah, it does, definitely. I have that said was... it to so many people because imposter syndrome, I mean, yeah. Bob Claggett talks about imposter mm-hmm. syndrome all the time. And if, like, mm. if he's experiencing, it's like, oh, man, if he's experiencing it, then we all have and well, no right to expect that we won't right yeah right. I, mean, I experience no, totally. it every day every right. every single day whenever i'm doing anything i always think oh god i'm not worthy of this and i think that's where my planning comes because of that yeah yeah i think when i set up my channel i planned how many subscribers i wanted by a certain time where i wanted to be by this month where i wanted to be by the following month what i had to do to get there um uh, uh, where i want when i wanted to be monetized um, you know, I, so I have a short-term, mid-term, and long-term uh, plan. I look at it all the time, and you know that I think that helps me not to panic mm-hmm. because you know I look at my subscriber count now, and I just think, yeah, I'm I'm now six months ahead of where I wanted to be. I was going to ask that. So, account. if you had to do plus, minus, or equals to your plan, where are you at as far as your? Yeah, I'm about six months ahead of where I plan to be, which which is great. I, I wasn't planning to hit fifty thousand subscribers until about March next year, and I hit that at the end of last month. So. That was really good. I was. I was, I was pretty sure I was going to hit a million like a year and a half ago, but yeah. <laughs> that's fine though. Whatever. <laughs> you know, and I don't. I don't. I was going to say I don't care, but actually I do care. But I don't mind. Yes. No. Yes, that's, thank that's you. That's a really good distinction right there. Oh thank my god. You. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we've, we've talked about this so many times with yeah, other guests too. Totally. It's like everybody that says they don't look at their stats is lying. Yeah. It's, oh, absolutely. I look at my stats. Health, you gotta have. Yeah. You have to have a healthy relationship with your stats. But if you tell me you don't look at them, I'm going to flat out say you're a liar. I don't absolutely. care. You should. Totally. I mean, you should care about them to some degree. You, you should care about them, but they should not be all-encompassing. They shouldn't make your decision. Yes. They should well, be yes. they should that's a factor. The way put it. Yes. They should 100%. factor. They yep. should help you make the decision on the service right. that you're providing right. to the people that are watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I look at my stats, I see where there's a dip in views mm-hmm. or people have turned off. And I think I look at the video and I think, and I look to see why they've turned off there. And then I think, yeah, absolutely right. I would have probably skipped it. Kind of makes that sense. Well. Like, I, I, I would turn <laughs> I off there of, too. Right. Yeah, right. I, I, yeah. I, I kind of won't add that again in, in, in the future. But I look at my stats every single morning. That's the first mm-hmm. thing I do is turn on my computer, look at my stats. Um, yeah, I'm happy with them. No, I'm not happy with them. And then I kind of don't think about them again until Sunday. And right. then every Sunday, I do a more in-depth look at my stats and think, actually, you know, you, you mentioned those skeleton earrings. Now, I made that video because I wanted to make that video. Not, And I knew it mm-hmm. wouldn't be a popular video for two reasons. One, the thumbnail had my face in it my thumbnails <laughs> my face in it never go well because i think i've got a face for radio and um but i wanted to show people that you know they look good on right. so um and it, it was a disastrous video but i wanted to make that video right. so you um but it's picking up now so that's good It'll you be have an evergreen so one. you have steve mcdonald arts and crafts which is yeah. your main channel mm-hmm. and then you go no you know what running one channel isn't easy enough yeah. 
Listen, I'm, I'm working. This is this is easy street. So yeah. I need to I need to start another channel. So you uh-huh. started Steve McDonald crafting. crafting. Is that, yeah, that's Steve McDonald channel. crafting. The oh reason I did that was because there are so many crafts. I'm like a little magpie. When I see something shiny like a craft, I want to try it. You steal it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I want to try it. So, you know, I um, like, for instance, that box. I'd never done something like that before. I wanted to do it. And there isn't, that wouldn't be my niche for the resin channel. So I felt that I wanted to set up a channel where I could just try things. People, it'll all be arts and crafts. But I'll just try things. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't work out, then people can watch me struggle with it and have but fun with it. you don't have to it. worry about it. Exactly. So it's not yeah. about – that channel is about nothing more than hopefully covering costs on the stuff that I do. But I love that crafting. And I needed to do diversify out of resin a little bit because I was missing doing my other crafting. So it made me do some other crafting, which, I, which I've loved uh so that's why that that channel is there and it's actually starting to build quite nicely now uh well you had you had a plus one at about uh eight oh thank you you've done some really interesting projects on that channel i mean i know i I really just love that wooden box it's just one of the coolest things ever i love the way you restored it but yeah you've done some really interesting stuff and yeah I like upcycling and I like uh-huh. l- looking at things and thinking, how can I use that before? I mean, I get so much cardboard because I use Amazon a lot. So I, I get so much cardboard. Oh God, so I've right. been making a lot of stuff out of cardboard. I've, I've made, I, you know, I buy a lot of sticks for uh, craft sticks for resin. So I thought, well, I've got loads of these. I'm going to make something out of those. So I made some popsicle houses, you know, and I'd never done that before. So I just thought, I'll have a go. And so the, well, that, that channel is should really be called Steve McDonald having a go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've done everything. Yeah. You did tie-dye, abstract yeah. painting, and yeah. cricket stuff all on the same channel. It's like, this is, this yeah. is awesome. I love yeah. it. Yeah, so, I mean, my first foyer into uh, abstract painting was an absolute disaster. And I think I show on there that, you know, I'm, I'm taking this away and I'm going to wash all this off and then start again. <laughs> well, I love, the awful. title was great. So I try creating abstract art. It all goes horribly wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, yeah. I, I feel yeah. like your titles are hilarious. Oh, they're, <laughs> like, they're great. Yeah, they're yeah. great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, put a, I do put a lot of thought into the titles, but I never come up with the title until after I've edited the video. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Well, because you could you could plan all you want, but then every once yeah. in a while, you know, you'll you'll make the video and go, yeah, that was the title, but the title doesn't fit the content. It's it, absolutely. It's like yeah. the one I had out recently. That, uh, it's a video that's doing quite well, and you know, this was a terrible mold, and I spent eighteen pounds on this mold, um, <laughs> and because it was a terrible mold, and but that wasn't my intention of that the mold video. Was destined to fail, by the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've contacted the company twice; they've not got back to me, so I've now contacted oh. Amazon and said to oh, them, you God. know, this is atrocious. The yep. customer service is appalling. You know, I, I don't expect to get a silicon mold through the post that's been folded in half and oh. is now no good so you know so that is how that title came up because when i was watching that video and when i was editing it i realized to myself i was griping about the quality of this mold so i just thought <laughs> I've got, i need to share this with people because if not they're going to buy this same mold and have the same problem you and know, the models right. aren't cheap tonally tonally that video kind of caught me because it's like wow mm. this is very different from anything mm. like you are the most 
obsessively positive person. Yeah. You're, you're, you're coming. Hello. Welcome to Steve McDonald, yeah. Alts and Crofts. And yeah. it's like, it's just like, I know it's coming. And it's like, I, yeah. I, I smile like, okay, here we yeah. go. Here we go. I was like, yeah, basically this melt is trash. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Let's, let's get this out of the way right away. What the hell happened? And... Absolutely. Because I was so annoyed about it, you know, and I think <laughs> there's a lot of people out there that are working to a very tight budget, especially mm-hmm. after COVID and all this sorts of things that have gone on. They're working to a very tight budget. They want to get the pleasure out of these molds and absolutely if you know 18 pounds so what's that 18 pounds for the mold and the mold takes a lot of resin like absolutely a lot of resin goes into that mold like that's a big waste if it doesn't work that was a five that's 500 grams of um, resin uh, that filled that mold so i wanted people to you know to be about aware of that especially because that mold is available in america as well and Mm -hmm. um you know i think it's about 26 dollars in america the mold you know that's a lot of money for people to spend out and actually when they get it it's a rubbish mold and i just i just feel but to your point vincent it's not about the mold 26 dollars is 26 dollars absolutely you add the resin that you waste Mm. i swear that's the one thing i mean Mm. look i love working with resin i do i i work with uv resin i work with total boat when i do inlays Mm -hmm. and bigger projects and whatever i love working with resin but Christ, it's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, when when it messes up. Like, oh, yeah. and like I threw away a kit of art resin because mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. But the fact is, I threw it away, and I didn't care how much I spent on it because it was just like I can't make this work. It doesn't matter right. if it's great resin; I can't make it work. Oh, you see, I never throw it away. What I do is I pour it and mix it up and pour it into an ice cream tub, let it set up, and then I use it as weights for huh. weighing uh-huh. down stuff that I'm gluing together. You know, that, that's actually that's really good for brilliant. leather work because, uh, yeah. like, I, I, I've been buying little, like, uh, little anvils yeah. to, mm-hmm. like, to hold down the leather. Oh, I'm, I'm interested. I have them in all different sizes from resin oh, that I've yeah. been either sent to try or that I've purchased. And when you pour like it, it, it goes really yellow. So I just make these weights for them because I've got quite a lot yeah. of these weights that are really, really, I find them so useful when you want it. They're like a third hand sometimes. Yeah, but, totally. You know, when you glue two things together and you want to make sure that they're going to be weighed down, I put these resin weights around it and you can see through them as well so yeah. you know that's Sometimes interesting just simplest things that Dave just, Cicciuto did right. that with the con with concrete remember he made yeah. the ones oh, out yeah. of concrete he did the same thing for his rope. woodworking shop yeah yeah mm-hmm. rope. Yep. wow never thought of that that's a yeah. good one won't be thrown away i have yeah. some alumalite downstairs i've had no luck with it i'm like right. you know what i'm just it's been sitting downstairs for a while so i think i'm going to do this with that that's a great yeah. tip yeah nice it's one. worth doing it's worth Sweet. doing I know, so, and we we get when we get Chinese deliveries here for Chinese oh food, <laughs> we get them in little plastic pots that are great. So mm-hmm. I keep all those and wash them out, and uh, then I use those for casting in as well. I love that your whole resin studio is all it's like just, good humor ice cream tubs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I counted well, them. ice cream I, there, Steve. Do yeah. you want to tell us anything? <laughs> I, count, I counted them the other day, and I've got 112 <laughs> empty ice cream pots. And a lot of them amazing. are labeled cricket labels. So. Oh, That's amazing. amazing. So are they uh, – just, just one last question before we get into things of the week, but those tubs – we don't really get plastic tubs in the U.S. Yeah. anymore. They're cardboard. Are yours plastic mm-hmm. or? Most of them are plastic. Unless you buy wow. something like Ben & Jerry's or uh, things like that, then they're, they're oh, card. You... But most of the uh, ice cream oh, yeah. cups in plastic oh, I feel tubs. like we're going the opposite way, Vincent. Like nothing is plastic. Nothing is, Which yeah, is we... so much better. 
Oh, I would, it is, I, but it's yeah. Well, see, the thing is, the funny thing is, like, yes, in, as far as if it goes into the waste stream, you're 100 mm-hmm. percent right. I would right. much rather it be cardboard going into the waste stream than yeah, plastic. Right. right. But man, if it was plastic, it would never go into it, the waste stream. It would no, be in my shop. Exactly. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I, I repurpose everything. Anything yeah. that I can repurpose, I repurpose. So ice cream tubs are brilliant. <laughs> Even the tubs that we get our washing uh, capsules in for, for mm-hmm. clothes washing, I keep those because they're like clip on lids. And so yep. all my jewelry stuff's in those. So. The, is yeah. that an excuse just to eat a lot of ice cream? Be honest. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't <laughs> eat a lot of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure. So yep. let's get into um, let's get into our things of the week. And as always, since you are our guest, Steve, I'm going to let you go first. Right. So what the thing of the week really is a bit of shameless uh, self promotion, and um, I, I give this a lot of thought. I was going to bring in. I was going to say my Dremel, but actually, it isn't my Dremel. I recently drew some coloring books. And um, I've been, and they're they're available on my website, really really cheaply, by the way. And <laughs> I did one on mythical mythical creatures, and do you know what? I have had so many projects out of these mythical creatures um, coloring pages. I've made some sublimation T-shirts out of them. I've just made a tray out of one of them. I've done some coloring with one of them by testing some Spectrum Noir pens that cost me an arm and a leg. It made me cry, <laughs> um, but I couldn't afford the Copics. Um, who can? And, yeah, who can? <laughs> who can? I'm, yeah, I've I've made one into a pattern so I can do some stained glass cutting out and make it into a mythical creature stained a piece of stained glass. I have had so much pleasure out of this. And I, you know, I, I would never have thought six months ago about drawing a coloring book, but I did it because every little penny and you've not got everything tied up into YouTube is important. Right. And, um, but myself, I'm so glad I did it for myself because I've had so much pleasure out of them. So I would say that's my thing of the week because this week I've spent most of the week doing projects and thinking about creative ways to use the pictures that I drew. Sweet. I like that. I love yeah, it. That's mm. great. And if you have, I mean, if you had a laser, you would really be knocking it <laughs> exactly. out. Exactly. Well, I, I had a company phone me today who's a UK laser supplier. Ooh, and I said, what, would what? I be able to? Yeah, but I, I mean, it's about £4,000. So uh, it's nice, but it's it's it, probably better, bigger than the Glowforge and can actually do more. Yep. And I said to them, would I be able to upload my own images from my coloring books to this? And they said, yes, absolutely. Both oh, yeah. Cutting and engraving. So, yeah. Maybe you I mean, and I, you know what? Like, yeah, Steve, maybe we should do a collab on this. We should yeah, come up with a collab. Yes. I'd love to. I, I think you guys should. Yeah. yeah we should happy. totally Always do Always up for a collab. Sweet. Love it. Sweet. I love mean, it's it. not like I have a YouTube channel worth a damn, but I do have a lot of passion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have – hey – I have a decent Instagram following. I have nothing on YouTube, but I'm pretty good at Instagram. So, right. we'll count so, that. so why not on YouTube? Why, yeah, why? Well, the same, uh, yes. Thank you, Steve, because <laughs> I keep telling Vincent, Vincent does great videos on YouTube. I love mm-hmm. his videos and I, he needs to do more. So. It's really funny. I'm, I'm going to just, I'm just going to put it as bluntly as I can. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't know what it is. You're I just, can get you're not mood. into it. I'm just not into it. Yeah, I, and, that, and that's fine. That's when fine. the mood strikes, yeah. like when yeah. I, I, like I've done, all kinds of formats for YouTube. Yep. I've done yep. longer format. I've done two restoration videos that were longer format videos. I did an instructional video on making resin pendants, and I did a short video with a quick tutorial on how to do something in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. All of them, I'm happy with the reaction that they got. People have told me that they were good. I enjoyed doing them, but in the end, it's, it's not just, where your heart is. You know what it is? 
and, and for me at least, it's another thing. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have the bandwidth for another thing I think right now. I think that I, I, as much as I give you shit, Vincent, like I, I completely understand that. And I yeah. do too. Yeah. Because I I just don't have time. Because people have said to me, will you do TikTok? Will you do shorts? Will you do Instagram? Will you do Twitter? And all these sorts of things. And uh, I just don't have that capacity to engage with it. Because when I I engage with something, I want to engage with it fully. Exactly. And really do it as as well and as best as I can do it. And I just don't have the time to do that. But, you know, when you're making YouTube videos, I think if you were to do them, maybe do them... Just record yourself doing you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Being you and stick those up. See what happens. I think I, I think I, I I have a feeling that as the life transitions slow down a mm. little bit, mm-hmm. I do have a feeling that there's going to be some more content based stuff in my future because yeah. I'm going to have just I'm just going to have a little more time to do it. So and Vincent, mm. hey, Vincent you're good at it. I mean, Thank I, you. and I don't mean that. Well, to, I like. I'm not, I'll be I'm, honest. With I'm you. not just saying that, but you are good at it. I like it, doing. So. You know what it is? Also, I'm going to just be dead honest with you. I love doing this podcast. Yeah. And if I have yep. if I have yep. surplus energy. I would right. rather put it into this podcast yeah, than no, just totally. about anything yeah, right. else I'm doing. Yeah. And cause like I can, in my head, right. I can go, no, put the energy into the podcast. It's worth it. You know, I can feel mm-hmm. that it's worth mm-hmm. it. Um, rather than starting something new with it. But you're, you're hundred percent right. There should be, I should put an effort into it cause it's not going to hurt me. Well, perhaps you should do only, a different only, niche. only if you want it though. Right? True. Perhaps you should just do a different niche and just have your YouTube channel about collaborations. Right. Mm-hmm. Things that you're interested in and just collaborating and not have a schedule. Do you know, I have a set schedule, so I try I feel really guilty if I miss one. But don't have a schedule. Just do like um whenever oh, it feels. Yeah, when whenever the project you, when is it, done. <laughs> absolutely. You know, yeah. there's quite a few YouTubers out there that that, that do that. Um Nick Zamati, <laughs> he does that. Uh, Bobby Duke, he does that, you know, and they're just I, them. I, I mean, <laughs> again, Vincent, I know this probably isn't your thing, but I, I would like, I think, like, a vlog, like, I was thinking about when you went up to Jimmy's place. Mm. That would have been a good I vlog love if I had to see <laughs> that experience through your eyes, through a video. <laughs> You would have heard heard a lot of heavy breathing and fanboying. Yeah. To be well, honest, with and, you. And exactly. No, but that would have been it. Would have been yeah. super endearing and really like no. But I mean, I think that would have been awesome. So true. Again, I'm just saying. Invest in a GoPro and just wear a GoPro when you. Oh, I have. Believe me, the other the crazy thing, Steve. Contrary yeah. to my disdain for doing this, I have more crap to do it than you <laughs> possibly ever comprehend. I have a full film studio sitting in my in my office right now behind me, and it just never, like I use the lighting because I yeah. I actually started a snack blog on Instagram mm. about Trader Joe's, and I just mm. take product shots and do reviews of Trader Joe's snacks. Nice. I've invested so much mental energy into getting those <laughs> pictures perfect. And it's like, I bought lights. I've like perfected my technique. I have a, a workflow for putting up the I pictures. I every time you post, <laughs> by the way. So. But, you know, it's funny because, again, that I figure like, oh, okay, well, I'll get my product photography game up by doing food photography for that Instagram, you know? Yeah. And I figure if I come up with a purpose for doing for doing the um, YouTube thing, it'll just be like, yes, yeah, start doing yeah. YouTube now. So it'll yeah. happen. And then, then you'll feel passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, Ethan, your thing of the week. All right. So my thing. All right. So can I, can I do a partial one again? 
<laughs> every week, Vincent. <laughs> or well, well, here's, here's, here's here's my my issue is that I feel like I'm like super selling out, and everyone has done uh, done posts about this, but they all got paid, and I did not get paid. But I got the uh, new firm grip, um, the Duranit gloves, mm-hmm. and they are super comfortable. So that's mm. and so I, I love those gloves. And that's my like product of the week. Um, (laughs) And I like I I love them a lot. But my thing of the week is actually Morley's uh, Morley's video on the embossing Uh, and debossing. Yes. And here's my here's why. Well, first of all, I can never remember which one is which. (laughs) I really can't. I like But I think his video is I've, I've, you know, started to figure out how I can remember them, you know, like uh, debossing is means it's you're deep pressing the whatever, you know, I have my own little things, but he does a great job of explaining debossing and embossing. And the other thing I like about Morley too, and Morley, I, I, I truly do love his like, just kind of like inspirational videos where he just kind of you know, Jimmy Duresta style that, you know, makes stuff. He is a great teacher, though. Mm-hmm. And he is really, really good at instructional videos yep. where he explains things. And this video, even though I have no idea how to 3D print and any of the software, I still <laughs> watched it. And I was like, oh, I like I was like really interested in the entire video. It was a good video. It was a it very was a good, really video. good video. And uh, yeah. So anyways, so my thing of the week my legit thing of the week goes out to Morley for his debossing and embossing video. As someone who uses Fusion 360 regularly and who knows how to use Fusion 360, I never understood the use for the push-pull tool until yeah. he showed it. And I was like, oh, wow, that's what that's for. I never understood right. why you would ever need that tool. And then he used it. I'm like, okay, now I get it. And that's what I – granted, I knew how to do the other stuff in the video. Yeah. But right. that to me was worth a million dollars because there are times where I've redrawn something so that I didn't because I didn't know how to use that tool. So yes, well, Morley, Morley's video kicked ass. That, and that's what every video, like that's the, if it, the, the video is successful, I take away at least one thing from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but yeah, he's a, he's a super good teacher. I, I I I think he needs to balance both of those things because he does do. I really do like the videos where there's no like voiceover and stuff like that. He's just inspirationally building. Mm-hmm. But he, he is so good at the teaching that I hope he does some of that as well. I so. hope there's more of those coming. I yeah, really do because they're, sure. they're very good. I I'm I'd definitely him... going to have to look that up now. Yeah, no, he yeah, you should definitely check yeah. out Morley. Yeah. yeah. Well, in fact, he he the way he ran the way he did that video was on par with the stuff that Vladimir Mariano, who I've mentioned quite a few times, uh, desktop makes. Yeah. Because um, he's the guy that basically taught me. I won't say everything I know about Fusion, but I would say about ninety percent of what I know about Fusion I learned from Vladimir Mariano, and that is exactly Morley is right on par with him. So yeah. Yeah. Good video. Good choice. See, that was worth it. It was worth yeah. it to let you do a second one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
I have one. My thing of the week is much, much less practical, but oh my God, did I get down a rabbit hole watching this guy's work over the weekend? And it's just, it's Steve McDonald. No, I'm kidding. We already did him once. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, if you've been following this podcast long enough, you know that most of my recommendations have been art related more so than like making. And I've just been really diving into art YouTube. And every week, it seems I find another art person who is yep. like, oh man, I'm so into this person. This week, my thing of the week is a YouTube channel, and the gentleman is goes by Vex, V-E-X-X, on YouTube. My dude is just a super talented artist in a lot of different ways, in a lot of different mediums, and he does... I, <laughs> Wait, what is it again? V-E-X-X? V-E-X-X, yeah, Vex. Um, that, that's I, the channel name? Uh-huh. Okay. I don't Sorry. know how to describe what he does other than to say he does extreme art challenges. Um, like he did, he used, um, a stamper and used 1 million stamps to make a piece of art. He did, um, he had a whole bunch of his friends in his studios and they had a challenge where the last to stop building with Lego gets $10,000. Um, he did, um, a hundred thousand magnets to make an art piece, a million, a hundred thousand dominoes, a million Legos. It's just, they're they're just great videos. And he's got a really engaging personality, which is fun. Um, it's just, his channel's great. It's, it's a rabbit hole that I went down and did not mind watching six or seven videos in one <laughs> sitting. And some of them are 10 minutes, some of them are 20 minutes, some of them are five minutes, but it's just, it's entertaining as hell. So if you're into art, if you're, or if you just want to watch people do some cool stuff and go, whoa, it's a good channel to watch. He, he it, does really cool stuff. Is so. he the guy that did all the stuff with the, uh, origami papers yes that's the one yeah i have seen he's, he's very good he's very, very good very talented. yeah excellent and and one of the things he does <clears throat> in his videos that i that i find really enjoyable is he will have he will have um i guess the famous artist famous artist challenge somewhere in the video and like when he did the domino one he had um a painting by van gogh and then a painting by andy warhol and then he had the dance by matisse and I was so proud that I knew all three. I'm like, yes, of course I knew all three. I have no formal art education, but I even knew those, and I'm proud of myself for it. So, guys, uh, he, he has the same he, like uh, style as like um, uh, like Kate Lappin. Uh, similar, yes. Yeah, so there is like one graffiti thing, art, right? There is one. There is one interesting piece that he did that actually did make me think of her. Right. Um, so yeah, he is definitely. Like I said, if you haven't checked him out, you just watch a couple of his videos. They're they're entertaining, and he mm. is really good on camera, which and he's funny, which is nice. It's nice to have yeah, a good laugh when awesome, watching awesome. these videos. So check him out, Vex on YouTube, and of course, all the links yep, for all subscribe. of our things of the week will be in the show notes. You know who else we like to uh, pay a little thanks to the people who, who pay us. <laughs> what? Um, and, and buy me a coffee, but not. Not in the Steve, Steve McDonald sense. These yeah, people actually exactly. use buymeacoffee.com to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the people that do it are Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLL Woodworks, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, uh, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, Jacob Anguiano, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langerworks, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from imakejake.com, Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, Justin Ofler, Bear Maked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, 
Adam Mackey, former guest, Maker Mackey in the Clamp cast. See, I didn't say Clamp podcast, Grant. There you go. <laughs> and, of course, Kim and Garrett. You guys, thank you so much for your continued financial support. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to support the show financially, you could do so at because at buymeacoffee.com slash because me wait. Oh, man. One week I'm going to get that out without screwing it up. <laughs> Buymeacoffee.com slash because we make. If you can't support the show financially, feel free to support it in any other number of ways, including uh, including writing a review, sharing the show, telling other people about it, bring on a guest, suggest a guest. We're always open to, hey, this person's pretty cool. Believe me, the guy that books this show may be an idiot, but he's receptive to suggestions. So you may want to uh, throw one his way if you find someone that we have haven't had on you never know we might actually already have them booked but by all means let us know <laughs> steve it has been oh, an steve. absolute pleasure absolute and pleasure I, I feel oh. so bad keeping you this late but man i just don't want i don't want this night to end i've been looking forward to talking yeah, to no, you all too. day and it's like i'm finally getting to talk to you it's like i feel i'm a little <laughs> bit starstruck i'm not gonna lie oh, pleasure Thank you. Um, I feel the same, actually. It's been a real pleasure. It's so nice to be able to uh, just chill out and right. and chew the fat over uh, something that evidently we're all very, very passionate about. It, it's been an absolute... I can't believe how quickly the time has gone. I know. And, right. and nobody screwed anything up, and I don't have to bleep anything, which is wonderful. And <laughs> you I want really... me to do it, Vincent? You want no. me to sweat? No, no okay. you, you have enough of a history with that. Thank you very much. Um, we will, of course, have all of Steve's links and where you can find him in the show notes, including his two YouTube channels, which are both fantastic, as yep. evidenced by the fact that he was once my thing of the week. And if you yeah, ever look at his you. coffee board, you'll always see my name on it, just to prove that I put my money where my mouth you is. You do indeed, and it's much appreciated. Um, Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We will be back again next week. Um, you're going to be very surprised at who the guest is because you're never going to see this one coming. And if you're going to see him, it's going to be next week. Until then, have a good one, everybody. Everybody.